Hello leaders and welcome to Connections, the podcast. This is where we sit down with some of our friends and talk about how God wants to use us to lead the women in our community to be better women, mothers, and leaders. I'm Kelly Jordan, and today, Sherry Crandall, who is the Vice President of Global Ministry and Leadership Experience at MOPS, is talking with Katie Rossler. Katie is a MOPS mom, a MOPS leader, and a licensed professional counselor. And she's going to encourage us to ask ourselves the question, what's good for our soul? So let's listen in to Sherry and Katie. Hey, everybody, this is Sherry Crandall. I'm so excited to be on the podcast today, and I am going to invite in today my friend Katie Rossler, and actually she is in Germany. So how fun is this? I'm talking to her. I'm in Denver. She's in Germany. She's put her kids to bed, so she's ready to go. So welcome, Katie, to Connections, the podcast. Thank you so much, Sherry. I'm so excited to be on here and to be speaking to your leaders. I first met you last year, uh, close to this time, in Germany when Christina and I came for the MOPS European Conference, and you were one of the leaders that I had the privilege of meeting. Yes, it was an exciting leadership conference. And um, it was one of those moments where I was like, I get to meet the vice president. What are you talking about? And I got so excited. Oh my. (laughs) It was so wonderful to just give you a huge hug and and just share with you how MOPS has been impacting me. Well, that's awesome. I actually, I love getting to meet people in person, especially, you know, as I'm traveling around the world, it's been so fun to meet people in different countries who are either expats or locals and just killing it in the mops world, right? You're just doing all these amazing things. And to be able to meet you and encourage you in person was great. And, you know, sometimes you just connect naturally with people. And I felt that way about us. And so we've been able to stay in touch. And I love the work you're putting out in the world. And so I'm going to give you the chance to introduce yourself. But I want you to just uh, tell us a little bit about your own personal mop story and the fact that you're a therapist and how you have seen a sort of seen those things work together well. Yeah. So uh, I'm mom to a five and a half year old and a three year old. And um, the reason I'm in Germany is because I, I married a German. I was crazy and I married a German. He's a wonderful <laughs> man, uh, but it led me to go overseas. Um, but Mops, my journey started five and a half years ago. I was pregnant And um, I had a private practice in the States as a a licensed professional counselor, and I knew I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. So I had said, okay, honey, I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to let the practice go. And I got an email randomly one night. I'm laying in bed. I happened to be on my phone. And I got an email from someone looking to work for me. And she was a mom of three ready to go back into the working world. And here I am, going to be a new mom, ready to leave. Wow. And so I interviewed her and kind of just said, like, I'm ready to leave. Do you want me to teach you how to do this? And like, here and pass it to you. And she's like, oh, that would be amazing. She goes, do you know about mops? Oh, wow. And I said, well, no. She's like, well, we attend the same church. Have you never heard about mops? Well, not on your radar when you're not a mom usually, right? Exactly. Exactly. And so I came while pregnant to the Easter event and we made, um, plastic eggs with the story of Jesus's death. And I still bring those up out every Easter. 
and it was amazing. Um, and so I waited till I, I had my, my daughter and I got an email from Kelly and she goes, um, so I put you on the docket to speak like in a month. And I was like, what? I just had a baby. And she's like, oh, you've got this. And I was like, okay. So I spoke to our, our group, which was a large, like 35, 40, um, mom group about how your personality affects your parenting. And it was the coolest things I, I had given birth at six weeks after that. And she said, okay, you're going to speak. And it was powerful to know my brain was still there. You know, when you don't feel like your brain is there. And, um, I sat down and ate breakfast and somebody held my daughter and rocked her. And I was like, what is this beautiful place? Right. What is this community? Yeah. And then a year later I became in charge of the creative activities and I stood in front of the, the whole group. And I said, I'm moving to Munich in about a year and there isn't a mops there. And, um, I'm going to start one. And so we moved to Munich while I was pregnant with my second. So I knew let's talk about self-care and boundaries, ladies. I yes. knew I needed to wait. I couldn't just jump in. Smart. And we had to move here. We had to develop our home. And I had a two-year-old who was now hearing a different language every day and having to just adjust. So I, when it was time, it was time. And God made it very clear. And my um, co-leader and co-starter, Julia, who's now taking over kind of Europe right now yes. and taking care of, of things with mops, she... Um, she was like, hey, it's, it's time to start it. And I was like, you're right, let's do this. And so we started it from our homes. And, um, and it has grown so much. It's been amazing to watch uh, this MOPS team and, and this um, community grow here from three or four of us to now, I think, depending on meeting, it's between eight and 10. Uh, it's been a really awesome. That's incredible, you know, to think that it's already multiplying and growing. And uh, I loved what you just said. It wasn't time. And I think that's such a good lesson for our leaders to hear today that so often we think, oh, but this opportunity is here. And it doesn't mean that it can't be an opportunity in your life, but really seeking God's guidance in that. And that's what you did. So you needed to wait. And that's a great self-care, like that wasn't even part of what we were going to talk about, but I just thought, let's interject that real quick because that's so important, right? Yeah, definitely. You know, when you and I met, and let's go down the road of boundaries, when you and I met, we had sort of talked about the um, community coach here in Germany and being able right. to do that. And I had lost my mom the October previous, and I just said, mm -hmm. you know, we both kind of looked at each other and said, you've got it. I need to do that grief process. You even said yes. like, you need to grieve. So yes, opportunities come and we think we need to jump on every single one, but we also need to know our limitations and those opportunities, if they're supposed to happen, God will make sure they're there. Sometimes he just has to prep our hearts and plant the seeds so that it starts to grow. And I really believe that in that prep time, maybe we weren't quite ready, but it was put on our radar, right? Yeah. I have felt that way several times, even like coming to MOPS International. I've been part of MOPS for you know, 25 years now, but being on staff, I think it was the right opportunity at the right time. And so just being really in tune to that and knowing that it's okay to say no, that if God has that in your plan, it's going to happen and it's going to be on his timing. And then you're going to sit back and go, whoa, that's what I was supposed to do, right? So yeah. now you're um, 
venturing back into you know, sharing from the therapist's point of view, the importance of self-care, not only for, I would say, the general public of women, but now you have this beautiful niche of being a MOPS leader and having, you know, the training as a professional counselor. Why do you think, like, I feel it's been like a buzzword lately, you know, around the world, like self-care, self-care, soul care, take care of yourself, be self-aware, but yet we find it so hard to do. Can you talk yes. to us about that? Yeah, I think um, largely because the term burnout is also becoming very popular as well. We are exhausting ourselves. We're burning ourselves out. We um, see on social media things and people to compete with. Mm-hmm. We feel like there's this need to look like or be like other people or be better than them, especially in the mom world. Um, and I do think that there was this movement of women going you know, into the workforce and we want to be equals and all of these things, but there was never the discussions with our partners. Now you need to step up and help me with the home. And so we continue to try to do it all and, and believe whether we consciously did it or not, that we were supposed to do it all. Right. And we find, you know, when, when you sit down in the couple therapy I do, I often find that husbands and partners are saying, I don't want you to do it all. I just don't know where to help or how to help. Or, you know, um, I didn't grow up having to do these things. So I don't really know naturally what to do. And so as women, we're, we're burning out because we feel we're filling our calendar. We're overloading ourselves with things and we're trying to balance it all a quote, be Wonder Woman, and we actually don't have to be. And I don't think we're called to be either. I think and we should say that again, like we don't have to be and you weren't called to be, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's really good, Katie. Um, I find, you know, I always ask, when people are going through hard times in our MOPS group, I usually ask, do you need um, a Mary right now or a Martha? Like, mm-hmm. do you need me to come clean your home? Or do you need me to sit with you while you cry? And sometimes we get so overloaded in one of those roles, like, I'm just going to do it all. I'm going to clean and take care of everything and help all these other people. Or I'm going to sit with you and take all your burdens on as my own. And we forget that we are draining ourselves in that process. And as leaders, we're giving so much of ourselves. And so it's essential that we start to incorporate self-care into our, our, our daily lives. And I would even challenge that we are. We just aren't recognizing it as such because our brain's on to the next thing. Now mm-hmm. I need to get here. I got to pick up my kids. I need to like do the laundry. I've got to the next thing. And we never took a moment to be mindful and to say, man, that sip of hot coffee, oh, that's good for the soul right now. Or that moment of laughing with your kids while blasting music, we call it jamming out. I needed that right now. And once we're mindful in that moment of this is something that's good for my soul and this helps me self-care actually starts to be very present in your life and you give your brain a chance to actually take it in and say, this right here is a moment that helps me feel better versus run to the next thing. You know, when is dinner going to go into the oven and and all of this. Right. You know, I have a, a daughter, I have three sons and I have a daughter and everyone was just home for the holidays and I found myself at one point encouraging my one son to reach out to his professor to like self-advocate for that, encouraging my other son to uh, do something with his job that was like, you need to talk to your supervisor about this. 
and my daughter to talk to her orchestra leader about something. And then I found myself almost kind of complaining like, oh my gosh, I have so much to do and I need someone to help with this and that. But I never self-advocated for myself in that. And here yeah. I'm teaching my kids, you got to you know, do this for yourself. Speak up. Tell me what you need. Tell the person what you need and why. I just caught myself in that moment going, I need to do the same thing I've just been telling you. So I said, yes. I have this work schedule while I'm gone. I need these things to happen. You know, I asked my husband if he could like pick up things, do this and do that. And all of a sudden, no one was telling me no. They just didn't know, and I never said anything. So that mindfulness of your need and then expressing it. Yes. But the mindfulness of just what you just said, like, oh, that, I just drank this hot cinnamon tea, and it was so good. Like, but I didn't think that it was self-care. Yeah. I, I actually... Um, so I had a workshop about a year ago where I had 11 women in a room and I said, list for me all your stressors and you can do this activity, write them all down. And it's really cool if you do it on a whiteboard because you can kind of mm. like um, bubble graph it all out. But they just listed all the things in their lives that were stressing them out. And then we just focused on one at a time and like beehived. How can we work on this thing? How can we self-care through it? How can we quote fix it? And every single one we went through had, you know, between five and 10 ideas and it could be financial stress, you know, sleep training, whatever it might be. We went through and I said, ladies, what is self-care? And they kind of looked at me and I said, everything you just wrote on each of those stressors, because self-care is anything we can lift that stress. It is better planning. It's being proactive. It is um, resting more. It is, it's not waiting for a quiet moment to take a bubble bath because Lord knows when you have a toddler, that may not happen. Or, you know, your nails may not get painted perfectly. You're going to smudge them. It's okay. You know, like we can't wait for these moments that commercials show us mm. as self-care. We need to see that self-care is anything that is caring for ourselves. And some of that is removing the mental load. And uh, sometimes it's coming together with other women and going like at a mops uh, with your mops group and going, this is stressing me out and hearing people go, here's a thought, here's an option. You know, how about I come and help with this or whatever. Um, self care very often doesn't look like what we have dreamt it to look like because that's kind of what media has shown us how self care looks. Isn't that I think of self-care, you know, if I really would like think of it in this perfect way, it would be the day where like you took the day off from work and, you know, everyone was lovely <laughs> and you showed up to the spa and they ushered you in and you're, right. you're sipping orange juice, freshly squeezed and blah, blah, blah. And I know that's so silly, but in our mind, we've created like self-care and even products that promote those types of things or like yeah. to be perfectly quiet. And I have four kids. They're all much older now, but they're not in the house. But when they were, oh my word. And just being reminded they were just home. It is not quiet. No. And so we have this false sense of what it is. And so we think we're not doing it. Um, walk us through how you take leaders, how you take people in your life that you're counseling through a process that helps them better be able to recognize this? 
What I usually do is analogy of um, a cup and I present it to people and I sort of fill it up all the way and I go, okay, so you've done something, you, you, maybe you got that spa day, maybe you got that weekend away or something like that. The babysitter comes and you and your husband get to go have a night out and it was just so much fun. Your cup is filled and then the next day, the, you know, you're woken up at 4 a.m. and then at 6 a.m and then somebody breaks your vase and that you know and i slowly drink the water till it's empty and then i say you're not going to have another date night like that or you're not going to have another thing and so now your cup is empty so what, what are you supposed to do because as a leader you're you're giving right and then as a mom you're giving as a partner you're giving as a human being naturally we're always just giving and so i say you have to find those moments that will fill your cup. They will not fill it all the way as that spa day, but they will fill it little by little so that as sun comes out, there's still some coming in. So a really noisy home, I usually say, put on some music and have a family dance party, but put on music that you like grew up listening to and loved because <laughs> it's, it was so funny. It was about a year ago. I brought out my old CDs and my daughter, I put one on, I decided the Spice Girls. Let me put the Spice Girls in and let's just see. My daughter called them the Mice Girls for the longest time, but she wanted the Mice Girls every morning. So we danced every morning to that. And I realized, one, I was having nostalgia because it was like, oh, I remember these moments. But two, I was laughing and dancing every morning with my kids over something I used to love. And it was, it was its own self-care. Or exactly like I said about that, that hot coffee or that hot tea, just creating environments, that mindfulness of eating and drinking in which we stop and go, man, this is good. Or a gratitude practice. You know, yeah. as a leader, what are you thankful for in your team? Because very often in our leadership team, we can point out all the things that we're frustrated about. You don't have this done correctly. This wasn't done on time. Oh, we're not prepared for this next meeting or we have this big event coming and we're not ready or the church is just not understanding what we need. And we focus on the negatives because we tend to be fixers as moms, right? We want to fix things. Mm -hmm. And we need to have that gratitude practice in our lives with our kids, with our partner, with ourselves. What are we thankful for in ourselves? And what are we thankful for in our team and our mops group? So as leaders, I think what we're really called to do is to do self-care daily and regularly, but it is not that spa day. I'm the same way. I picture that. And then I think of all the movies that show up where that's what right. self-care is. And I go, oh, you guys have done it wrong for me. <laughs> like you, you've taught me wrong, but that it, it's truly been reinforced. And even I have to remind myself that self-care looks really different. And that's the only way that my cup can get filled because if I only attribute it to those quiet moments, well, that's just not real life. Is it ladies? Like we, we don't get those quiet moments often, especially with young kids. So we've got to incorporate self-care into the noisy loud moments or into the silly moments or those moments where, you know, don't cry over spilled milk. The milk is all over the floor. And what do you do in that moment? Maybe you just laugh. Mm -hmm. instead of cry and throw your your kids towels and we go let's do this together and teamwork makes the dream work and like and you right. you use that as a moment of everything's okay and now we're laughing which is self-care which makes you feel good and if you're a leader you know as when we met where you're going through a time of grief 
I always ended the day and I still try to do this with laughter because I think laughter is the biggest self-care. Whenever you've had a tough day, whether you're grieving or not, like just find a way to have something that makes you laugh, listening to a comedian, a funny video. I mean, that's kind of where social media is uh, at a plus because there's usually something to laugh at. Yes. And to just let go, it really releases the stress hormones. It goes, no more. Let me enjoy this moment and relax. Your muscles relax as you laugh. It is. That's awesome. I have to tell you, I have this sweet friend that I do a book club with. Her name is Amy. So shout out to Amy today. And we did mops together years ago. So we were mops leaders years ago. And I found that when I'm with Amy, I laugh like I'm in seventh grade. And I don't know why, but she is hilarious and she'll point out things to me or we'll, we just have these sort of inside jokes because we've been friends for so long that she does truly make me laugh. And I find that to be such a great stress reliever. And so when I'm, you know, trying to get all of these things done or I have all these deadlines and things, a lot of times on my way home from work, because I have 45 minutes, I'll call Amy. And she makes me laugh. Not even intentionally. She'll just say something that's a little sarcastic or funny. And um, Michelle, that works with me, she has stocked my drawer with my favorite chocolate bar. And so every once in a while, I have to limit that one, but every once in a while, I just take like a little piece of that big chocolate bar off and sit back. It takes like 20 seconds, but it is. And I, but I would have told you before our conversation that that wasn't self-care because I did, you know, I put it in, in the smaller category of just something that I enjoy or I needed that little moment or break, but that is, that is self-care. And so I love um, something I read that you wrote. Um, it was just a really good question. And I think this kind of falls into what we're talking about. So Katie, how can I take care of my cup before it's empty? Mm-hmm. Like you talked about, you know, what empties it? Well, how do I start to know before I panic and go, I'm empty. What do I do now? What would you Yes. So I typically ask people to really think about what the warning signs are that they're starting to go empty. Is it you become a little more irritable? Uh, Is it that you're a little more stressed and panicky? We talk about like fight or flight mode. Are Are you just feeling like you're doing go, 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 go? Or oh my God, this is just too much. I want to get away from it all. Like, what are your warning signs that things are going to burn out land? And once you figure that out, you'll start to see ahead of time, wow, I'm kind of snappy with the kids. What is it? You know what? I need to go to bed early tonight. And right now I, I want to stop what I'm doing. That's it, folding laundry, whatever. And I want to finger paint with my kids, even though it's going to be super messy. I just want to do something that I've got to have my kids here. That's going to make me feel good or better. I've started uh, playfully giving my three-year-old a hairbrush and going, do you want to brush mommy's hair? Cause I love oh. that feeling of having your hairbrush. And she's like, sure. And it is not always the most comfortable thing, but <laughs> like, that's a moment of just, you know, I'm not getting massage, but I'm getting my hairbrush. Um, but I, I tend to do those moments where I feel myself wanting to be like, aggravated at them. And it's like, what is something we can do right now that actually would turn around this emotion? Kind of like when we watch a funny video, like what is the thing I can do to lower my stress level? I also find um, your cup is becoming less is when you start to breathe a little bit shorter, 
when you're not taking mm-hmm. deep, full breaths. And if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't know the last time I really stopped to take a deep, full breath, then we need to do that right now. So stopping and really going, let me take a deep, full breath in and kind of do an assessment. Where, where am I right now? Am I moving in that direction where my cup is emptying? Then I probably need to take some things off uh, my plate. And um, my, my mops group here, we had book club this summer and we read For the Love by Jen Hamager. Nice. And she talks about when you, you, this image of you juggling and some of the balls are rubber and some are glass. And in those moments where you start to feel like I'm almost at empty, if not empty, what are the things that are going to keep bouncing, even though you feel like you might need to keep it in control, but you know, okay, moms, we can let some things go. And what are the glass things like our kids and our relationship and ourselves that we need to keep juggling? And so when you have that mentality, you start to see like sometimes even our mops leadership, if you've got a team, ask for help and allow the other team members to step up, allow some of your members to step up, which is a great way to identify future leaders in your group. Um, Or even be honest, if you're like, you're in a group that's small like mine, and for a period of time, it was only me leading, I would let the women know, like, I'm just in a season this month where I'm not able to host. And one was like, I'll host. It's like, I can still lead, I can still talk, but I just cannot get my house in an or, you know, in a place where I feel comfortable having people over. And so just being able to go and be honest and upfront with people gives them the freedom as well to be honest when they're going through times of their cup starting to empty out. So look at your warning signs and then start to do the little things you can. And then if you get too far along, what balls are rubber and what balls are glass? And I promise the rubber ones will keep bouncing. You'll be amazed. You will be amazed. I actually shared that story uh, in a podcast earlier this year, and it was given to me by a friend of mine who's a therapist. And I have used that over and over again as really a guiding force in what I choose to bring onto my life and what I choose not to because I have to keep what's important, important. Yeah. So um, I think you've given us great tips today. And I think my most important thing I'm taking away from you today, Katie, is to really be more mindful and aware of what we're doing each day. And so I would encourage our leaders that are listening to be mindful today. Sit back and figure out what it is that fills your cup so that even when you have drank a lot of it or it's spilled out or whatever the case may be, that you know how to put some some more back in there so that you stay full. Uh, You gave us some great tips and ideas and I know, do you wanna just shout out how they can follow you and to learn some more things? Yeah, so my website is positive-connections.com. I create courses that not everybody's here in Munich, Germany. And of course I miss the States. So I have courses online to improve relationships and um, help moms feel more empowered and strong in their homes. And you can find all that information there. Fantastic. Well, you're an awesome leader. And thank you for taking the time to meet with us today and encourage our leaders to be able to be self-aware and make that time for ourselves because it's, it's super important. Take care of yourself so you can take care of those that God has placed in your life. So thanks, Katie. Really appreciate it. It's so great to talk with you today. And best of luck to all that you're doing in Germany. I look forward to 
hopefully seeing you again real soon. Yes, thank you so much. I look forward to it too. Thank you for listening in leaders. And remember, very often the difference between surviving and thriving as a leader is just our willingness to step up, learn something new, or do something different. So let's do those things together because this is our year to thrive.